Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. We are ready to read chapter 18. Last time we read chapter 17, and it was generally mostly about the woman who represents Babylon. Okay? So I'm going to read you the last <clears throat> verse of chapter 17. The woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over and dominates and controls the kings and the political leaders of the earth. Now, and I had said this could be taken as the city of Rome. It could be. Back then it could have been taken that way. Um, it could have been taken as, could be taken in another way to mean almost any great city where people, um, live together and, and follow all this idolatry and do all these sinful things. It could also be representative of, in a future way, of possibly the, even the Vatican and the Pope and all of that, because as we know, the Catholic Church, the, the Pope and the Archbishops and all them have kind of set themselves up as a, um, you know, as a, woo, um, as a kind of God on earth or we are God's representatives on earth and only us and you know the Pope is like the guy and it's a little that doesn't really follow the scriptures necessarily and and it could be that it represents something like that because of that misleading of the world and the world leaders that they have misled and tried to uh, control over the centuries so that's just another stray thought about that that's a that's just an idea. It's not written in stone or anything definite. But we're going to continue on with Revelation 18, chapter 18. Let me make sure. <clears throat> yeah. So, Revelation chapter 18. This is verse 1. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven possessing great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his splendor and radiance. And he shouted with a mighty voice, saying, Fallen, fallen, certainly to be destroyed, is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a dungeon haunted by every unclean spirit, and a prison for every unclean and loathsome bird. For all the nations have drunk from the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings and political leaders of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth and economic power of her sensuous luxury. Now, in this sense, this could almost represent, again, almost any great city or nation that has allowed um, these horrible you know, horrible practices and things. You know, a dwelling place for demons, for unclean spirits. You know, all of these things could apply to a lot. If, if, if it's not a specific city, which it could be, but it may not be. It may be specifically just, uh, you know, how um, unbelievers are just arrayed against God in doing and practicing these selfish things that they want to do and doing these uh, immoral things and being kind of, um, you know, kind of possessed or possessed is not to be the best word, but following unclean spirits and demonic practices. 
So it could be almost a symbol of uh, mankind's rebellion against God. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not be a partner in her sins and receive her plagues. For her sins, crimes, transgressions have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her wickedness and crimes for judgment. Repay to her even as she has repaid others, and pay back to her double her torment in accordance with what she has done in the cup of sin and suffering which she mixed mix a double portion of perfect justice for her to the degree that she glorified herself and reveled and gloated in her sensuality living deliciously and luxuriously to that same degree impose on her torment and anguish and mourning and grief for in her heart she boasts i sit a, as a queen on a throne and i am not a widow and will never ever see mourning or experience grief for this reason, a single, in a single day, her plagues, afflictions, calamities will come, pestilence and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire and completely consumed. For strong and powerful is the Lord God who judges her. This reads much more as what I was thinking just a few moments ago, as this is representative of people, you know, in general, unbelieving people standing against God and he calls for his people for Christians and his people to come out you know to come out of her to come out of the world now in this sense reading this here she represents like the world and the worldly ways and the worldly sins and God is calling us to come out of her don't be a partner in her sins don't receive her punishment we can choose to come out of the world and be gods and not receive that punishment but be forgiven that's the whole purpose that's why jesus came and died was so that we could be forgiven and we could pull ourselves out of the world and not be a partner to the sin and depravity and the, the awful things that go on in the world so this makes good sense in that as being a symbology of that if you understand. I hope I am saying that clearly enough. If you look at Babylon and say, well, Babylon is the world, the sinful world, the deceived world. Well, we, having the wisdom of God, learning from him and his word, we would pull ourselves, we would, would withdraw from the world and not be a partner to those sins. And that's true. In, in our daily lives, we should always be withdrawn from those things, and we should not be committing sins and following the world in, in that deception and in those uh, sinful, demonic practices. All right. <clears throat> So continuing on, verse 9, And the kings and political leaders of the earth who committed immorality and lived luxuriously with her will weep and beat their chests in mourning over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing a long way off in fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, the strong city, Babylon. In a single hour your judgment has come, and merchants of the earth will weep and grieve over her, because no one buys their cargo, their goods, merchandise, any more. 
cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet, all kinds of citron scented wood, and every article of ivory and every article of very costly and lavish wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spices and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat of cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and carriages and of slaves and human lives even of slaves and human lives the ripe fruits and delicacies of your soul's desire have gone from you and all things that were luxurious and extravagant are lost to you never again to be found the merchants who handled these articles who grew wealthy from their business with her will stand a long way off in fear of her torment weeping and mourning aloud saying woe woe for the great city that was robed in fine linen and purple and scarlet gilded and adorned with gold with precious stones and with pearls because in one hour all the vast wealth which has been laid waste and every ship captain or navigator and every passenger and sailor and all who make their living by the sea stood a long way off and exclaimed as they watched the smoke of her burning saying what could be compared to the great city and they threw dust on their heads and were crying out weeping and mourning saying woe woe for the great city where all who had ships at sea grew rich from her great wealth because in one hour she has been laid waste Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints, God's people, and apostles and prophets who were martyred, because God has executed vengeance for you through righteous judgment upon her. So it sounds like the people of the world will be greatly, you know, saddened uh, by the destruction or the end of this Babylon of this I'm going to think of it more now in a worldly way and that, that it's the end of the world end of if you understand what I mean the end of the world and the world system this would be the ending of that that system where uh, a precious few really seem to live high on the hog and above everyone else you know um, now that may not be exactly the way it's intended, but it, that is certainly the way it seems to sound um, in that we're talking about people who are making money, merchants, and uh, the merchants of the earth will weep and grieve, you know, and uh, all these woes are here for people who are making their living off of the worldly ways. Maybe that's the way we should say it and think of it. It's, you know, it's not that there's anything inherently wrong with being wealthy. It's just that how you make your wealth matters. You know, how you live um, and conduct yourself and conduct your business. You know, and how do you share that wealth with those who, who work for you? And do you do so in a fair and, and proper manner? You know, all these things matter. They're all important. And it sounds like this is the end of that worldly system, which is pretty much definitely, I think, by and large, it tends to be unfair as people end up being greedy and selfish, unfortunately. Nonetheless, 
Let's move on. Verse 21. Then a single powerful angel picked up a boulder like a great millstone and flung it, flung it into the sea, saying, With such violence will Babylon the great city be hurled down by the sudden spectacular judgment of God and will never again be found. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flutists and trumpeters will never again be heard in you. And no skilled artisan of any craft will ever again be found in you. And the sound of the millstone grinding grain will never again be heard in you. For commerce will no longer flourish and normal life will cease. Meaning that that worldly life, I think maybe symbolically we're understanding here that that worldly life based upon commerce and greed and wealth is going to be abolished, being done away with. And never again will the light of a lamp shine in you, and never again will the voice of the bridegroom and bride be heard in you. For your merchants were the great and prominent men of the earth, because all the nations were deceived and misled by your sorcery, your magic spells, and poisonous charm. And in Babylon was found the blood of the prophets and of saints, God's people, and of all those who have been slaughtered on the earth. So that is the end of chapter 18. And I believe, from what I'm reading here, that we could easily make the comparison. Now, whether or not that's totally the intent, um, someone could say that, um, that, I, that is not totally the intent, but you can make the comparison, surely, that this relates to the world and the worldly system of greed and wealth and gain, which also leads to a lot of other things, such as envy and jealousy and and, you know, leads to a lot of problems. And also the fact that you'll notice that in the world and in this world of greed and gain and not wanting, you know, uh, not wanting their wealth to be interfered with, you know, was found the blood of the prophets and of saints, God's people, and all those who've been slaughtered on the earth because they've been killed for what? What do we, what do we war over? We war over things where someone has something and we want it. You know, so we war over things like that. So this worldly system that Babylon represents of wealth and greed and demonic activity and sinful activity, that that is why it's being destroyed, but at the same time, that is what they are lamenting over because they benefited from it. They were able to live. How does this go here? Let's see this here. Okay, and the merchants of the earth will become rich by the wealth and economic power of her sensuous luxury. You know. So, if you read through this, this you really can make that comparison that this is, Babylon is representing that worldly system of wealth and greed and how people make profit from it off the backs of others and how they, um, how it can really lead to a lot of sinful and wrong activity. And that they mention here, for her sins have piled as high as heaven and wickedness and crimes. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that this leads to and I think that is true because the worldly system does tend to lead to greed and uh, a lot of other bad bad things, bad um, practices, 
you know, and I'm not saying all's bad, and I'm not saying everyone's bad, because you'll notice God's people were still here, and he's saying, come out of her, come away from that, don't be a part of that. And we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be a part of that. If we have a business, and there's nothing wrong with having a business, and making profit, and, and living a nice, abundant life, but we should do so in a manner that is pleasing to God. We should do so in the ways that he has taught us and told us to be. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to say there is, but we have to watch out for the lures, the temptations and the deceptions of the world, which I really think this Babylon really represents that. Uh, it may or may not be a specific place so much as just a gen in general a worldly place. So something to think about. So this has been Revelation chapter 18. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. I know these times are trying. They say the numbers on things are going up. So watch out for yourself and for others. And remember, God loves you.